This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast to get the lowdown on Liverpool's next opponent, Monterey. The CONCACAF champions take on the European champions in the FIFA Club World Cup semi-final at the Khalifa International Stadium in Doha on Wednesday. And like Liverpool, they couldn't come into the match in much better form. But I'm not going to lie, my knowledge of Monterey does not stretch much further beyond that. So that's why I picked up the phone to Mexican football expert and ESPN writer Tom Marshall to learn more about the side standing in the way of Liverpool and Saturday's final. Enjoy. Enjoy. Behind enemy lines on the Blood Red Channel. Well, hi Tom. Thank you very much for joining me from Mexico City to talk Monterey ahead of the FIFA Club World Cup semi-final against Liverpool. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Paul. Yeah, I think um, you know the fact Monterey in Qatar has meant that uh, the final of the, of the Mexican season is actually been delayed. So, uh, so there's not much going on right now in Mexican soccer apart from. Uh, Apart from uh, this game, obviously, the semi-final against Liverpool. Definitely. We will get on to that in a minute, but it kind of leads into what was going to be one of the first questions, because I, I may be wrong, but I just, just feel this match in the, the FIFA Club World Cup in general has been overshadowed here on Merseyside by Liverpool's you know, pursuit of the Premier League title, and obviously they've got the defence of the Champions League as well. But you're saying there, like Mexican football has stood still almost for this game. What's the mood in Mexico for there? Are all, all the eyes of the country on it? Yes, yeah, I think Mexican football in general is kind of, you know, I think it's opening up a little bit, but I think that it's tended to be quite like a bit um, sheltered, almost like kind of in a bubble. Like you don't see Mexican teams too often go up against European teams or, or, or now, now Mexican teams aren't in the Copa Libertadores. So it's very much very regional. So I think, you know, you play in a team like Liverpool, European champions, and I think that you know, everybody's looking to see, you know, where where, where a team like Monterrey matches up. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's excitement about it. Monterrey's obviously is is um, quite a regional team as well. So I think, you know, the, the people in Mexico City, uh, I'm not saying they don't want them to do well, but, um, <laughs> but they'll definitely be bragging rights if Monterrey can even, not even get a win, but just, you know, just push Liverpool. I think that, I think that everybody involved in Mexican football um, understands the size of the challenge, but at the same time, would love for this Monterrey team to, you know, to, to challenge Liverpool to give them a, a little bit of a scare. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the club World Cup is held as in high regard as in Mexico is in the same way as is maybe South American countries like Brazil and Argentina. You know, I'm I'm in my late thirties now, and I kind of grew up with Liverpool in the early eighties playing the likes of Flamengo, who both sides could play in the final potentially on on Saturday. And it, you always get that impression this competition and in, in its new guys and its old guys is so important to South American teams. Is it is it viewed similarly in in Mexico? Yeah, I mean, I'd say yeah, I'd say probably a little bit less because you, like you know, like you mentioned there, you don't have that history of, you know, I think the South South Americans very much see, you know, that they, they target the European competition, whereas North America's kind of been a bit, a bit separate from that uh, traditionally. But um, I think there's a feeling within Mexican football that, you know, with the way South American football's gone in terms of, you know, you look at the Argentine league now to a degree, the Brazilian league. Um, and, and other leagues now, the way they sell players so early, mm-hmm. um, that the economic isn't the, the financially they're not very they're not as strong as what they were 20 years ago. So I think from a North American point of view, Mexico, but also the MLS, I think there's a feeling that 
you know, in, in, in five years, ten years' time, it won't be kind of Europe against South America and looking to see which is best, which, you know, all over recent history, you know, Europe's obviously dominated. But um, there's, a, there's a kind of an arrogant belief in North America that, you know, given, given five, ten more years with the investment, especially from the Americans, that, um, the, you know, the North American game can... Can, can kind of overshadow you know the traditional powers of South America. So um, yeah, I think that's that's how I'd kind of I kind of see it. But yeah, obviously, you go up against a team like Liverpool, and um, the excitement is is massive within Mexico. I mean, it's it's what everybody who follows the game. It's what you want to see. You know, it's the it's the stars of world football against you know if you're a Monterrey fan against your local team. And I think that's 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 the beauty I think of the the Club World Cup. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. And, and, and let's face it, Monterey, one shock victory away from getting in the final and then who, who knows what happens there. But they did have to set up that semi-final and they beat uh, Xavi's Al-Said team. Hopefully I've pronounced their name right. 3-2 uh, in the quarterfinals. I can't, I can't help you with that. <laughs> oh, well, it's better than Al-Said as I suggested before we started uh, recording. But uh, yeah, they, they beat Xavi's team in the quarterfinals on Saturday. What was that performance like by uh, Monterey? I, I didn't think they were up to scratch, to be honest. I thought... Um, you know, I thought they struggled a little bit. I didn't. I didn't think they showed what what they're kind of made of. Um, I think we've got to remember a team like Monterrey. You can't compare them to the the European powerhouses, but they've got 18 players in the squad that are full internationals that have played for the country, either Mexico or South American nations. So they've got players that have been on big stages that you know they've been in big games before. Um, and so I don't know. Considering all that, I thought against the uh, Qatari team against Savvy's team. I didn't think they did that well, um, you know, but I think looking forward to the Liverpool game, I think what Monterrey suffered with was, you know, they had a 17-hour trip yeah. from Mexico to Qatar <laughs> and it's a nine-hour nine hour time difference. So, you know, there's some of the Monterrey players on their Instagram after being in Qatar a couple of days, they were like, they were putting, oh, I don't know where I am. I don't know what time it is. Is it night? Is it day? And it's like, it's not the best preparation when you've got a game in a couple of days to not know whether it's night or day. So, um, and I think they complained a little bit about the pitch as well. They said the pitch was very, very heavily watered and it, turned, and it was heavy. It was physically quite, you know, it took it out of them as well. So, um, but I expect by the time, you know, by the time the game against Liverpool comes on, on Wednesday that, you know, this the Monterey team will have, you know, adapted to that time zone and, you know, this is for a few of these players. You know, it's the game of their lives. Let's make you know make no mistake against uh, about it. I mean, especially the younger players. This is the window for them, and I, I very much think they they see it that way. That's really interesting to hear you say that because you, you you look at the squad and you know I look at some of the names there. Probably the one that most English football fans would recognise is the former Tottenham striker uh, Janssen, Vincent Janssen, and, yeah. and another forward, uh, Rogelio Funes Mori. Hopefully, I pronounced that right. Who is who's the twin brother of the ex Everton defender Romero Funes Mori, yeah. who isn't particularly well remembered by Liverpool fans for an awful challenge uh, he made in yeah. the Merseyside derby not too long ago, but. Yeah, they're the kind of names that maybe the uninitiated, but then you do look at that squad and it's an experienced squad, isn't it? But there's also some young players and, and as you say there, it's almost like a shop window. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of South American players in the squad as well. So, I don't know, I, I think sometimes when you got when you bring the South American players, who a lot of the, you know, a lot of them have played for the country. I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to be brilliant players where you expect a certain standard. You expect, expect a certain, I don't know, hardness about them. You know, they're not going to be run over, so... Um, yeah, I think that's basically the, the core of the Monterrey team is from South America. And then you've got those young players uh, sprinkled in there. Um, you know, I definitely, I, I think a player like, 
Rodolfo Pizarro, who is probably going to play the number ten role. Um, you know, he's he's won he's won uh, silverware at the three clubs he's been at so far. I know that he's absolutely desperate to move to Europe. Um, I also know that he's a, there's, a, there's actually a clause in his contract that allows a European club to buy him for half the place, half the price it would cost wow. a Mexican club. Um, so this guy moved, um, I think this time last year, for from Chivas to, to Monterrey for a big fee. I mean, when we're talking big fee in, in Mexican terms, in North American terms, talking like $15 million, which is which is massive. Yeah. Um, and, and we think that, well, we know that he's, he's got a clause if he, if he wants to go to Europe. So for him, I think he's, you know, he's, he's really looking at this Liverpool game and thinking, you know, he's in the Mexican national team now. He's established himself this year. And I think for someone like Rodolfo Pizarro, you, you can't miss because he's got silver hair. So, uh, <laughs> so um, it's, a, it's a big game for him. Um, central midfield as well, Carlos Rodriguez. Um, I, I, I think he's absolutely he's 22 years old, special talent. Um, you know, he, he's also broken through to the to the Mexican national team this, this year. I think those two are the ones that you'd say could potentially move to Europe, and and we'll be looking to this game. I mean, if they can mix it with with you know this Liverpool team, then it's it's not the be all and end all, but it's, it's definitely a good sign for for scouts and clubs watching on. Most definitely. So certainly players Liverpool have to be wary of as in individuals. But as a team, I was, I was reading a piece uh, that if anyone goes onto your Twitter page, I think it's pinned to it. It's a, it's a great piece on ESPN, a real insight into Monterey. And it it basically explains that they're, they're in the middle of a, an unbeaten 14-match run, which uh, I think started when the, the new manager returned. No, not the new manager, a returning manager. And Antonio Mohamed yeah. took charge of the club. Uh, but it wasn't too long ago, if you can just explain to our listeners, that they were in a bit of trouble. You know, it's not like they've steamrolled it all before them this season because at one stage it, it wasn't going right. No, yeah, they were. I mean, it's been a such strange season this for Monterrey because they started. I mean, to start off with, I mean, going into the season, basically, you'd always put Monterrey as the top three in Mexico. I mean, this is a squad that is up there with the most expensive in the whole of the Americas. I mean, it's, this is, you know, the, the, the company that owns Monterrey is called FEMSA. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a multinational, it's a bottling company for soft drinks. And it's it's massive. I mean, they've got a lot of money. The stadium is on the level of a Champions League club. Absolutely no doubt about it. 53,000. It's absolutely, if you get the chance to type it in on Google, the stadium, um, it's absolutely spectacular. It's got, the, it's got mountains in the background. And wow. it, it really does look good. Uh, sorry, my dog's... Um, dog's uh, <laughs> He's excited for the game. <laughs> I think he might have disagreed with me there. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, the club, I mean, really started poorly this season with Diego Alonso. And for me, I, I thought the problem was they've got so much attacking talent. Um, I mean, you've got players on the bench like Maxi Messa. Um, he might not be a household name in, in the UK, but this guy started for Argentina in the 2018 World Cup. And you've got an Argentine international on the bench. It tells you something of the strength. Miguel Layun who started for Mexico at the last World Cup, also on the bench. Um, and I think Antonio Mohamed, he came in on uh, October the 9th and, you know, just basically tried to bring some balance to the team, tried to bring a style of play, which wasn't alien to the players because he'd been there from 2015 to 2018. Mm-hmm. And they were very much a kind of counter-attacking team, which isn't the norm in Mexico. It's normal that the Mexican team like to have the ball. You know, they like to move forward as a, as a team, whereas Monterrey were kind of, Quite happy to sit back a little bit, um, and and hit and it seemed on the break through the you know through the the quick players up front like you know, Jesus Gallardo, uh, Dolan Pavon, Avelis Hurtado who's injured, um, 
And so, yeah, that's that's kind of kind of more the style of play that uh, Antonio Mohamed has gone back to. And it's just, I don't know, it's just completely suited the players. And, and obviously, it's not been long. I mean, you'd have to see over the long term if those players on the bench will will you know continue to be happy with being on the bench. I think that's the that's the big question mark. But over the short term, and then moving into this Liverpool game, um, you know, fourteen game unbeaten run. I mean, Monterrey, the full of confidence going into the game. Behind enemy lines on the Blood Red Channel. And as you say, the, this run has enabled them to be just two games away from winning the domestic title. So very similar parallels to Liverpool. They've obviously got really important business to take care of as well. Uh, and I believe this domestic title is going to be decided straight after the Club World Cup. It's like Liverpool go to Leicester on a Boxing Day in like a bit of a title showdown. It's exactly the same for Monterey. Yeah, exactly. It's... Um... Yeah, I mean, it's probably even worse for Monterey, to be honest, because, you know, they've got that 17-hour journey straight after. I mean, even, even if, as expected, they, they lose to Liverpool, then they're going to play the third-place yeah. game. Uh, what's that, the 22nd, I think, or yes. 21st? Yeah, yeah, on the um, Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it's Saturday again. Yeah. I think they're both playing the same as today is the final. Yeah, so, so you've got the game on the Saturday, and then on the Thursday, they're playing at home in the in the League of Rights final. I mean, the biggest game of the season, you know, domestically for them. And then they've got the second leg on the Sunday. Um, and the problem there is it's altitude. It's yes. in Mexico City against Club America. And so the schedule for, for Monterrey has been been really bad. But at the end of the day, this is what you want. This is what the club couldn't have even really dreamt about three months ago. Um, because it looked like they weren't going to make the playoffs domestically. And it looked like they'd be going into the Club World Cup like Mexican clubs often do, just in really, really poor form. Um, so I mean, this is exactly where Monterrey want to be, and you know, like I said, the club—it's not. This isn't a small club. It's, it's. I know, you know, especially in Europe, you don't, you know, people don't, don't look to North America much. But I mean, this is a club that you know gets gets average attendances of you know around thirty thousand, mm-hmm. uh, thirty thousand plus. So it's, um, yeah, it's. Uh, it should be. It should be. You know, it's like I said, it's the game of the lives for some of these players. You touched on the manager Antonio Mohamed there and the kind of style he's he has and the style he's brought back. Do you think it'll be similar against Liverpool? Because it, it sounds a really good team on today, but Liverpool are—I think it's fair to say—on on form the best team in Europe. You know, they've they proved that way winning the Champions League and what they've done in the in the league. Or do you think that maybe they'll have a go at them? How do you think uh, Montreal will approach this game? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's no kind of lack of respect for Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Mohamed said after that, that, that quarter-final game that, you know, they are the best team in the world. I think Xavi said that Liverpool are the, you know, in, in the best form. Uh, but Xavi also, Xavi also said that, you know, he believes Monterrey are also a very good team mm-hmm. and they can, they can bring, they can give Liverpool a, a challenge. Um, but, you know, Mohamed, I mean, who knows if he said this kind of tongue-in-cheek, if he said it kind of just trying to send the message out there. But he said, you know, if we sit back against Liverpool, we're not going to create anything, we're just not going to get chances. So he said, basically, we've got to we've got to try and press them, we've got to try and force them into mistakes. We can't just sit back and let them kind of come, come at us like they do with the full-backs and just wave after wave. Um, you know, basically saying, we're going to we're gonna press them high, we're going to try and force them into mistakes. So, um I, I, you know, Monterrey do do press well as well. I mean, I think that's one of the thing, one of the tenets that they have in the game. So uh, yeah, I'm expected Monterrey to to you know not go gung ho, but when when Liverpool are trying to play out from the back, then I think they'll you know they'll let the front three or the front four players um, you know go and try and press the ball. I don't think the whole team. I don't think they're going to the defense is going to be on the halfway line and kind of try and play in Liverpool's half. 
by any means. But I think that initial play out the back, I think Monterrey are going to, with the front four players, are going to try and steal the ball if they can. And, I mean, the, the, I think Mohamed said, you know, we've got to try and get that first goal, you know. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think, and I think that makes it a much more exciting game than than a club coming and just kind of sitting back in, for 90 minutes and, you know, losing 3-0, three, three you know. Definitely. <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier about the, the nightmare journey over there, but they, by the time I think the game takes place on Wednesday, they'll actually have been in Qatar for nine days compared to the two, three yeah. f- for Liverpool. They'll, they'll know the country a bit more, they'll know the environments, the pitches. Do you think that might actually give them a bit of an advantage over Liverpool? Because, as you rightly say, Monterey in the middle of a very, very heavy schedule themselves, but Liverpool particularly, I think anyone who watched their game against Watford, it was credit to them that they got over the line again like they've done so many times this season, but they did look slightly tired. Yeah, I mean, I think the Monterey players were talking after the game, um, after the quarterfinal, and basically saying that, you know, they, they, they believe that's an advantage. You know, they believe that, um, you know, the fact they'll have been there, you know, nine days, they've got adapted to the to the to the time zone and also play the game. I think it's important that they play the game. I mean, it might not, might not have been the best performance, but um, and they've had a four, four or five day break between the games as well. That's that's important because they played. They were playing basically, you know, weekend midweek, weekend midweek, um, basically for the for the for the few weeks before flying out. So it was it was a really punishing schedule. So I think they've had you know they've had four days before that first game, and they're going to have another four or five days now before the before the Liverpool game. And, you know, Rodolfo Pizarro basically saying, we've just got to run. We've got to run and run and run and not stop running for the whole 90 minutes. And, and that's, if we're going to do something, that's how we're going to do it against Liverpool. And, and definitely we have to make them feel that, you know, they've only just arrived in the country, climate different, you know, uh, you know the travel. Uh, we've got to try and make take advantage, basically, of every little weakness that we, we possibly can in, in obviously what is a, a very, very good side. Yeah, everything I've read about uh, Monterey before the game, and I kind of like this is just reaffirmed in our 20-minute conversation here. Liverpool are, as we say, excellent, excellent team. But this is this is going to be tough, isn't it? You know, I, don't, I think you can you see some predictions maybe from over here where it says, oh, Liverpool win 3-4-0, no problem at all. Do you think whatever happens, Monterey will certainly leave everything on the pitch against Liverpool and give him a good run for the money? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's the idea. I mean... You know, you look at the differences, you know, you're playing against a team with the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, the most expensive defender in the world, probably the best front three in the world as well. Um, and I don't think anybody's kind of thinking from, from kind of this side, you know, this is, you know, Monterey can definitely do it. I just think if everything goes right for Monterey, Liverpool have an off day, Liverpool are tired, you know, maybe Klopp, I don't know, I don't know. Um, from the Liverpool point of view, but whether he makes a couple of changes, you know, as well, and maybe that can factor in with with Monterrey. But everything has to go right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Everything has to go right for Monterrey. But like I said, this isn't a team from you know. I don't want to disrespect other countries, but uh, this isn't a team from a league that isn't used to playing big games. I mean, Monterrey after this Club World Cup, they'll play at home against fifty three thousand in the home stadium. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to travel to Mexico City and play under play in front of 70,000 70, in the Estadio Azteca against Club America. Um, you know, the, the, they got through to the Club World Cup by winning the, the CONCAF Champions League. And again, 40,000 in, in Tigres Stadium and then another 50,000 in Monterrey Stadium. So it's not, it's not like this isn't a team that has, has, hasn't been under pressure before. It's just that, that the factor that we don't know what's going to happen is the quality of Liverpool because obviously, you know, the, the teams in Mexico, the teams in MLS aren't at that level, obviously. 
Of course, before I just get you a scoreline verdict, uh, our listeners on this podcast come from all over the world, you know, including North America, a bit of big audience over there. To someone like myself who's based in Liverpool back in England, is Liverpool a big deal in Mexico as well, not just in this game? Is there a lot of interest in them and the Premier League? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's obviously the last couple of seasons with Klopp. Um, you know, I think I think in Mexico there's a lot of interest in the Champions League. I think mm-hmm. that's what kind of takes the priority. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the Premier League's not on. It's, it's quite difficult to get actually on TV. You have to you have to get Sky, and I think most Mexicans don't actually have don't actually have Sky. Um, I mean, I, I have to have it for work, but, but <laughs> most, most Mexicans don't have it. So, yeah, it is a big deal. I'll tell you what, though, if um, Liverpool would, it would absolutely go crazy over here if Liverpool was to sign a Mexican player. Yeah. I mean, I think most fans in Mexico, and let's not forget the, there are millions of Mexico fans in the United States most as well. Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, someone like, you know, look at Wolves and, you know, Raul Jimenez. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just crazy what how, how much attention in the media. Um, the the Wolves are getting through Raul Jimenez, and you know I saw that Jurgen Klopp the other day was saying very good things about Jimenez. So so you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Hey, I tell you what, it's only one injury away from Roberto Firmino, and you never know. But you you've mentioned yeah. a couple of players just before I do let you go. Just mentioned a couple of players in in the uh, Monterey squad. Who who are them? Who do you think it maybe? If you've not mentioned them already, who do you think maybe could be the next Mexican player to come over and play in the Premier League, or maybe make a big move to to one of the big clubs, big European clubs? Um, I mean, in in, in Monterrey or, or, or or generally in 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 the yeah. Mexican league. I mean, I mean, I think Carlos Rodriguez from Monterrey. I, know I, I already mentioned him, but I mean, this this kid has just got something. I mean, you know, and he's he's already stepped up to international level, and and I think it won't surprise me if in in six months he's in Europe. I think uh, there's a kid called uh, Jose Juan Macias, who who is just back at Chivas now, uh, twenty years old striker. To me, um, Liverpool fans probably won't like it, but I think he's probably the next Chicharito. Um, <laughs> you know, he's the same club as Chicharito. He's from the same town, Guadalajara. Um, and he's kind of from like a kind of middle-class background. So, you know, he's, I don't know, he's, he's, his mentality. Sometimes with the Mexican players, they come from absolute poverty, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and some of the, when they move to Europe, some of it is, is a mental thing to adapt to life over there. The level of professionalism, the way things, you know, not just the Mexican players, but I think, you know, Latin American players in general. But someone like Macias, who's kind of already well travelled, I think he already speaks English. I'd I'd put money on um, Jose Juan Macias being uh, being the name to watch out for, and somebody that will be in Europe within two years. Just to get your final verdicts, if how, how do you think it'll go? What's the scoreline? Do you think it'll be on Wednesday night? I think it'll probably be a an easy two-one win for Monterrey. Really? <laughs> that would be. <laughs> that, I, thought, I thought you were going to say something like, oh, in my head, Liverpool win, but no, you really think they could do it? Uh, not really. To be honest, but, <laughs> I mean, um, you know, like, like I said, everything has to go right, but, um, but, but we'll see. You never, you never know these things. And, but mainly from my point of view, obviously, like I said, everybody, all of us, we work in the Mexican game. We just want, um, we want kind of Monterrey to put a performance that kind of shows the quality of the league because, you know, the Mexican league top 10 in the world. Um, but whenever they go to the club world cup, for whatever reason, they, uh, they don't really show it. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just hoping mainly that, you know, Monterey put on a good performance, but to be honest, the other thing, I don't think we've touched on, I think they're a bit slow at the back Monterey. Right. And I think that's, that's probably 
speaking more rationally is going to be is going to be the downfall. Um, I, I just I just don't think they've got enough pace at the back to cope with that with that uh, Liverpool front three. Tom, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. I really enjoyed uh, your insight in, into the team that Liverpool are going to be facing on Wednesday night. Uh, hope you enjoy the game, and who knows, hopefully I'll pass cross again in the future. It'd be great to have you back on. No, yeah, thanks a lot for the invite. Yeah, it's good, good chat, and um, yeah, enjoy the game and, and possibly that final. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red Channel.